1893, Chicago's Columbian Exposition. Over 125 years ago, the Columbian Exposition was staged in Chicago on Lake Michigan's shoreline. Visitors from around the country and world were first introduced to many industrial technologies and commercial offerings that would shape 20th century culture. This book explores a collection of event photographs and juxtaposes them against a set of modern images to catalog the living remnants in art and architecture around the city as a legacy to the 1893 World's Fair. 1893, Chicago's Columbian Exposition, now available from Amazon. Audiobook version available soon. Pleasure coming out, talking to the group. Uh, it's really about opportunity bootstrapping. I had a chance to meet everybody here before. I think the presentation is going to be relevant for everybody directly from people trying to sell media internationally, nationally, in the short term, to people looking for local people that would want to buy insurance, etc. So pay attention. I may be talking from a commercial or business perspective today, but it also applies to a student looking for a job. It's making a connection, finding an opportunity by reaching out and being active in the world. So lead generation bootstrapping, the whole concept is going out there as a startup, as an entrepreneur, when you, you're, you don't have unlimited resources, you basically got your time and your effort and maybe a computer. So lead generation defined, I think we cover that at, at a high level. Um, you can go out there, you can pay a marketing team, you can get salespeople on your team, but as an entrepreneur, when you're looking for your first client, that's definitely not an option. Just the fact that you would have to train somebody to understand your story, to position you, means you have time to maybe do it yourself. So all my techniques, all my strategies, and my 20 years of experience leverage starting with, with kind of nothing and building it up. Why is this valuable? It may not be. Um, I've come across companies that are lifestyle businesses. They have revenue coming in every month. They collect their check on maintenance. They're not looking to grow. But 99% of the people out there do need new clients. They do have clients that go out of business that they need to replace. They aren't making the money that they want and they want new clients. I'm assuming that's generally the, the trend in the marketplace and for the, for the people here today. So how the process has evolved. Um, I'm probably a little bit unique in that I've spent the past 25 years doing this 100%. My first job was with an organization that said, Robert, here's a desk. Tell us what you want. Go make it happen but the money and the marketing and those extra resources weren't there. So if I wanted to go to a show, I got a pass to the show as an individual. I didn't have a booth, I didn't have marketing funds, I had to figure this stuff out as an engineer might. And when I entered the industry, I wasn't in sales, I was a technical person, I was a software developer. So that's a little bit of a theme here. We can talk about some, some concepts there, but in the beginning, I had a, a desk, a telephone, a pencil, and paper. And the only real computing technology out there that I leveraged was 411. The results are the same though. I may use technology to do what I did the hard way with 411 and the phone. And for anybody that doesn't know what 411 is, you type in 411 on your phone, you talk to a human being, and they give you a phone number of, of the person or the company that you're looking for. Today, 90%, 80% of the calling that I would normally do, I can get that data off the internet freely. A lot of people pay for data. Uh, some of the tools out there that a corporation might use 
to drive revenue. Um, Herman Miller bought $100,000 of a tool that I'm going to show you how to get to free, for free today. So how do I do it? Bootstrapping. I don't have resources. We're going to stick with that theme today. Back then, I think it took a little more skill. But today, with the computer, there's more technique. There's more tools that are out there. You have to have a concept of understand, access to, login. What's my password for 30 different sites? It's just a little more moving parts, but it's definitely something you can have rigor around, and you don't need to be an artist. You don't need to be a salesperson today to be successful in sales with the media that's out there and the data that's out there. We can talk about these tools in different order, but I think it's in a good logical order for folks starting out in the business. One of the tools that I use, I've been a member, they're actually funding some of the, uh, the drinks today, a company called data.com. It used to be called Jigsaw for anybody that uh, maybe had an account a few years ago. It was actually recently bought by a very large company called Salesforce.com, which we were actually talking about earlier today. It's fairly pervasive. Probably about 30% of the people on the planet at a major corporation are leveraging that tool. They bought this Jigsaw company that basically had a database of business cards. That simple. Name, title, company, address, and main phone number for their, for their company telephone. Then I move into a concept of, I can't afford Salesforce. Salesforce, $1,500 a year for the full-blown package. That's crazy. Even the Rolodex version is going to cost you a significant amount of money to, to drive. And you're not going to be able to track opportunities. So you wind up in this scenario where you've got multiple people. It's hard to share. What I've always used is pen and paper. I can put anything on a paper. I can put relationships. I can, I can write big to say that I'm excited and this is a good opportunity. Or I can write neat and small to file it away. It's passion. It's energy. It's alive data. So how can I replicate that without sterilizing it? Different topic. But Microsoft Word has been a great way to capture just about everything in a fairly structured way for the things that I'm trying to drive opportunity-wise. And then LinkedIn. I think everybody here has either had an account, has talked about it, or is intentionally staying away from it. Um, I think anybody listening to the presentation has probably played with the tool, maybe even had a connection or two from it. I was one of the, the very first people to sign up when everybody that signed up had no idea what it was. The first three years LinkedIn was out, it wasn't usable because nobody was on it. A company like State Farm, 98% of the people when it first came out for the first three years were not on it. Today it's flip-flopped. Over 90% of the people in State Farm at a rural community that have no real reason to network because you work next to your boss and there's one company in town, they're on LinkedIn. It's pervasive. I was in France. 96% of the people that I met had a mature LinkedIn profile, picture, ready to go. What an incredible resource that you have. Instead of starting with the phone and saying, what's the main phone number for Boeing? I'm not sure where they're located. Well, sir, you have to let us know what state they're in, otherwise I can't look up the number. Um, I don't have an internet connection day. How do I find it out? You know, maybe I grab a magazine. That's how archaic it was back then. Today, you can walk in on data.com, sign up for a free account. Almost every company that you could ever want to sell to of any size is on there, searchable, dissectable, and you can grab the data and put it in your Word document to start. 
One of the things that I like to do when I'm going after a company, I might not even know how to spell the name of a company. I'll give you an example. Schlumberger. What are the first three letters? It's kind of a guessing game, right? Well, my job, I've got to find the key people, maybe four people in at a company that would buy what my very unique technology company sells. I don't know what state they're in. They're actually owned by a French company. They might be in France. Where do I start? This is a great tool to figure out how to spell the name of the company. Another thing is they don't just list one address. They list all the addresses of everybody, and they're weighted. So I can see where the mass of a company is. I can look and see 750 people at Boeing work in Chicago, but 20,000 work in Washington. And I can form my attack that way. And maybe management's in Chicago, and maybe the technical people are out in Washington. You can slice and dice that data. You can do it locally. You can do it so local that you can look at an area code. Here it's 219, but maybe I want to live in 219, but I want to work in 312 downtown Chicago. But that's kind of big too because I might be downtown and have to get on a train. I really want to focus on 312 phone number contacts that are in three zip codes that are close to the train that I can walk to. It's free. You can slice and dice that all day. Data.com kind of makes their living when you decide to buy a business card. You can buy a business card with money, which I've never, ever done, or you can buy it with crowdsourced information that you've contributed. When you sign up, you get two contacts. When you contribute, you get more immediately. And then for everybody that buys that person that you put onto data.com, they're going to give you some royalty points. So I have several Rainmaker accounts. I have more points than I know what to do with. As a free offer to the group, if you need some points to get started, because you want to do a little marketing push, just let me know. Tell me what your query is. I'll run it for you. I'll send you the contacts. It's not maybe the best way to build your, your, your career long-term with this strategy, but it's a good start. The other thing, a lot of intuition out there. Um, people will say, you know, I think it's a little creepy to have my business card on data.com. Well, there's already over 200 million out there. So if you've had a business card for over a year, probably a good chance it's out there and maybe even a good chance that it's got bad data. One of the things that you do when you log in and have your free account, you can take control of that record. You can block it from the planet. That's your right. But if you don't take control of that record and sign up, you don't have control over it. The other thing is they may list your direct number, but you really don't want to be getting calls from salespeople. Put the general phone number in there for your company. Kind of a, a, a partial way to block it. Or maybe you're in marketing and you're looking for people to find you because you're selling advertising. You might want to put your mobile number in there or your direct dial to your desk or your access line that finds you. There's neat phone numbers out there that will hunt you down. <laughs> so it's your choice. You can block it and customize it the way you want it and you get some points for it too. Um, I think that gives you a little idea. So we're gonna, we're gonna go on to data.com we're going to search for a company. We're going to populate that company into a, a nice record. On the internet, I've got a place where you can download some templates for, so you don't have to be super creative. You can kind of use my strategy for capturing that company data. I like to grab the logo. I like that data to be alive. I like to live in that. I like to be committed to getting a hold of somebody at that company to drive a conversation with. I'm very successful at that. 
I would say that I have a 95% batting average of identifying the people that I sell to and getting the meeting. That's phenomenal rate. You can make a living at 3 to 5%. A good living. <laughs> so we can, we can talk a little bit more about that. So once you got that company block of data, you got the logo, you, you kind of understand what they do, maybe put the company description in there, then grab a contact or two. You've got their LinkedIn profile. Maybe you got their, you dragged their picture into the document. You got some data that's alive. Maybe you, you called them 10 times and you got a hold of them, but they don't want to talk to you. You can write your notes in there. You can write them in writing, make another version, put that on top. If you entered the data wrong on the computer, you can look under there and see what you wrote down wrong. I've spent days looking for a mobile number, hunting it down, calling neighbors, and I entered the data wrong. Well, if I'm in Salesforce, I lost the data, especially if the cleaning lady came out. So what I do is I stack those documents up. I might throw the old stuff away, but I've got living data. I can, I can go back and see what that conversation was like. When it's in the computer, it's maybe hard to remember, but if I roll back to a conversation six months ago I had, I look at those notes and I go, holy cow, I remember this tall. This guy's a jerk. Or, wow, this was such a great conversation. I, I highlighted it in pink and, and, and yellow. It's alive now, but it's also in the computer too, and I can share it. And if I'm in an environment that forces me to put my data in a CRM like, like Salesforce, I can just have it, have it put in there, but I got a living document. I can see in one page what I'm trying to do with that account or that person that I'm trying to sell my wares to. The fun thing about this process, back in the day, you had to do it all. It was technically challenging. It required a lot of phone work. You had to kind of make a lot of calls to know how to talk to people. Today, I have 70% of this done by my high school student. My spouse can do this. You can delegate this too. If you've got a family member or a friend that you can say, I want to take this data and put it in these documents and make it alive and have you print them out, you're left with the hard part, which is picking up the phone and dialing that number. Very straightforward. Low cost kind is acquisition. Everything that I talked about today is free. The only thing that's expensive is maybe your computer and the Microsoft Word. But the reality is you can go to the library and, and, and do that hours worth of work a week. Do one account a week. In 50 weeks, you got 52 prospects. You don't need to build an account every day, depending on what your client value is over a period of time. I might do $3 million worth of business over a client with a, a single client in a decade. I've got a lot of time and resources to put in that. If you're selling a low-cost item, maybe it's a, a lifetime value of a client for $1,000, Maybe you do a few more. Maybe you don't print so much. Maybe you keep it electronic and maybe just dibble through the files and, and electronically do it. It's a choice. So I've talked about some printing costs, the cost of maybe Microsoft Word, but there's other options that are out there. And, you know, an internet connection, you're good to go. Improved LinkedIn perspective. <clears throat> LinkedIn phase one is a resume. It's a way to put yourself out there let people that you know connect with you. Phase two of a LinkedIn profile is you're really kind of engaging the community. Maybe there's a group of people that are in microbrew and there's thousands and thousands of group on LinkedIn with thousands of people in them. The Harvard Business Group reached 990,000. You can't get on it anymore. I'd love to be on it. 
Am I interested in Harvard? No. But those million people are immediately findable. I can immediately do something with those profiles. I can see their name. LinkedIn has changed. It used to be wide open. You used to be able to talk to anybody. You used to be able to send a message to anybody. Today you can't. If you're a third connection to your next client, you're in trouble because you can't see their last name. How do you cross-reference that? It's painful, right? So one of the strategies that I've moved away from the intuition is I want a really tight network. When you start LinkedIn, it's altruistic. You, you want to keep your friends close. You want 200 contacts that you really know, but it's a, it's a handicapping strategy. When you do that search, you're looking for people you don't know. You want people, everybody on the planet to be your second connection. Be promiscuous. If somebody sends you a connection invite and they look like a human being, just say yes. LinkedIn is so pervasive, I can't, can't stress how much every dollar I've made has been related to LinkedIn in some way or another. Now remember, I'm in the commercial space. If you're selling to consumers, it's a little different. Maybe Facebook is your play. But in Facebook, if I have a name, I can also go up on data.com and, and grab that information as well. So let's say you got a great LinkedIn profile. You built a couple of these Word documents. You're calling people. You're getting an appointment or two. It's heavy. It's a lot of work. Getting connections. You got to send out a connection request. People send you the invite. It's, it's a lot of work. It takes time. I don't want to spend an hour not developing software in the morning so that I can sell and be in this social world. So there's a company out here. I don't know how long they're going to be able to do this, but it's a company called Autopilot for LinkedIn. And the concept is if you build a search in LinkedIn, this technology will touch each of those profiles methodically. It'll touch about 600 a day. And what will happen is when that person opens up their LinkedIn profile, they'll see who looked at their profile. They'll see the people that, oh, that's why you want to have a picture on your LinkedIn profile. They're going to see a picture of you. Maybe it's you with a camera because you're in media. There's something about you. Great haircut because you do hair, hair, hair design. Whatever it is. Whatever that's about you. Whether you look like a sales guy or a technology guy. Maybe you got a propeller on your head. Maybe you got a, color, a green pair of glasses because you want people to remember you. Either way, they're going to see you. And a certain number of those people that see your profile are going to click on it. And your profile is going to open up. Your resume, your shingle to the world, that's free. It's hosted. It's fast. And everybody's got it. Free marketing. Some of those people are going to take that next step and send that connection request. They're going to say, join me. And there's a bunch of ways now that LinkedIn allows a user to select without the email to send that person a connection invite. Incredibly powerful. I ran LinkedIn against the specific LinkedIn group in my space. My profile speaks very tightly to the space that I sell to. There's technical people, there's managers, there's directors. 600 impressions went out. In 24 hours, I had 63 people open my webpage, my LinkedIn profile. They actually opened it. Everybody saw that I hit their page, but 63 clicked. Do you remember how many people actually sent me the connection invite? Was it nine or eight? It was over 1% in 24 hours. Not everybody looks at their profile every day. So what happens as that rate goes down? I might get close to 2%. Wow. 
I don't have to worry about connections now. I just need to run autopilot every day. It takes about 60 minutes to run on your computer, runs in a window, manages itself, it's a automation. Everybody's heard about home automation. Well, why don't you automate your social media? List price is $40. They discount it to 20 because they're a growing company. Um, there's a discount code you can put in, you can get it for 15 bucks a month. You don't have to sign up for a year. You can do it for one month, see what your results are. And LinkedIn's real nice because it'll give you a graph of who's touching your profile, what you're doing. And you can decide whether it's making a difference in your world. Do three or four people sending you a connection invite change your world? Does it change when you do a search for the company you're going after? If it does, stick with it. I actually did a competitor uh, purchase for my company for 10 people. It cost me $3,000. I don't use it. I used it for three months and saw this. It was phenomenal. Very rare that I recommend a paid tool, but this one's phenomenal. I'm going to give you a link on my website to their site. I get a little credit from them. It allows me to influence the product and advance the technology. I know the guy that runs it. It's a nice to do. Uh, please leverage the discount code. Um, connect in real life. I think everybody makes a big deal out of picking up that phone. I know we've got a couple of salespeople here. But the script is so simple. And started off with such a simple thing to say. Let's say you're calling John at Company X. Start it word for word like I do. John, Robert Wolfram, did I catch you at a bad time? I just allowed that person to say yes and hang up the phone. Humans don't like to say no. That's like rejection. They don't like to project rejection. They don't like to give rejection, right? You don't want it, right? You don't want to know. You're in sales. Everybody tells you in the books, you got to get I gotta get nine no's before I get a yes. Forget it. Get a no, and then take that next step. No, it's not a bad time. If the person picked up the phone, it's not a bad time, right? Unless they thought it was a workmate calling in for a meeting that's starting in two minutes. Just respect them. You'll get them on the phone again. You already proved that they pick up the phone and, and it's good to go. Wait till they say, no, it's not a bad time. Now their guard's down and you can hit them with the next line. Hey, I've been in your space for a decade. You and I have never talked before. I don't want to talk to you now because I caught you off guard. Can I talk to you on two weeks out on Wednesday? Do you have a window that works for you? For me, it's 90% effective. No guesswork, even if it was 40% effective and I'm lying. It's phenomenal. Most books say, hey, your rate's gonna be about 10 or 20%. So if you start my process and use those words and you're 5% effective, you're going to make money. You're going to change your business. The ceiling's about 90. <laughs> what a phenomenal play. You can grab a file in the morning, get a free phone number, maybe contribute in the afternoon a business card you picked up as somebody that doesn't want to do business with you. Life goes on. They can control their own record. They get an email. It's not going to be any surprises in the world. You're going to have more contacts, more clients whether you're marketing yourself as a student out of college trying to pick up a job, tired of sending resumes to people don't, don't reply, why don't you just talk to your next boss? Find them on LinkedIn, cross-reference them against their contact information, call them up and say, I got a book. I want to talk to you about it. I know everything in the book. It's not the best book for your group, but you're going to tell me that after I get a job.
and you're taking that job. You're not being given it. Think of sales the same way. What value can you provide that client? Maybe they're doing business with a big competitor, a million a year. Ask for $1,000 a year. Ask for a chance to fail. I don't want you calling. I don't want me calling you. In fact, you don't want me calling you. You know how to get me off your list? Give me a little itty bitty piece of crumb on the floor and I'll earn the next crumb. Next thing you know, I'll be sitting at your table. It works for selling software. It works for selling hardware. It works for selling dollars for hours. It works for selling haircuts. So that's the essence today. Free tools, data that's out there, technology that does 80% of your work. You can delegate 80% of it if you really want. If you get comfortable with it, you can teach a high school student that speaks English and can type, can navigate a browser. You're good to go. We'd love to talk to you on different topics. We're going to transition the, the conversation really to Q&A, talk a little bit about what's important to you. Drive it from there. Thank you.